Richie Sadler was busy during lockdown in partnership with psychologist Elaine Burns of NUIG. They've developed SHARE, Sexual Health Awareness Relationship Education. It's not a course limited to the biology of sex, but covers areas of consent, relationships, online pornography, sexual well-being, and the impact of alcohol on sexual behaviour. And to tell us more about this is Richie himself. Hello, Richie, and welcome. Louise, how are you doing? You well? I'm good. Now, you and I have talked about this before because I'm just a huge fan of the work that you do around this. But for people who don't know, for people who know you as football guy Richie Sadler, how did you get into this work in the beginning? So I'm also a practicing psychotherapist. And in the last few years, I shift the focus of my practice to working predominantly with adolescents and their parents. And one of the things I did also was I started to teach modules in schools around mental health and sexual health. And the more I talked about the sexual health module, the more interest I got and the more invitations I got to, to go to other schools and to GEA clubs. So on the back of all of that, we've put together an online course now mm-hmm. um, on sexual health. So I have a big interest in supporting young people. So the majority of my working life spent away from the cameras when I'm not talking about Euros or the football mm-hmm. or, or Champions League. It's working with youngsters. And is that because you saw that there was a real problem uh, like through your work? I started to see adults first as a therapist and then realised there was a bit of gap. There wasn't many people working with young people. And the more I started working with young people, um, and the more young people start to talk openly about what they're going through and the realities of their life now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of similarities to when we were 15 or 16, but there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of kind of scenarios they're facing now, which we didn't back then. So I just thought... I just interested to see what what could you do, what could you put in place, what mm-hmm. kind of supports could you put in place for youngsters. So just started doing the modules in school and and working more and more with them in my therapy practice. And the more you work with young people, the more you realise they require support. Yeah. And the more support you give them, the better the chances are. Yeah. So then let's talk about this online program. You've just shown it to me there, and it looks amazing. I mean, you say you know you've re- you've obviously really thought about the best way to communicate these things and the best way to make it useful because uh, you know what i had in my mind it's not at all you kind of give people there's options there you pick a dilemma that you might be facing you click in and then you get to watch kind of a video an animation and you get to choose different options and it's interactive y- yeah Where, what, what, tell me about that so s- I, approach i i think the the initial thing we had which i think most people are probably on board with that if that that young people require some kind of input or or guidance or advice around their sexual well-being. Yeah. Most people would intuitively get that. And the tricky thing then is to think, well, what kind of advice and how do you deliver it and at what age and what's appropriate? Stuff we've talked about before sure. on the show. And when we were doing the in-class, the modules, um, and then we were asked to go to a lot of other schools, first of all, how they started was myself and Elaine had a dilemma. She's based in Galway and I'm here. Mm. I thought, well, logistically, how are we going to do this? Like, mm. do we split up as a partnership? Do we stay together? There's, there's only so many hours in the day. And also, the, the module we did in St. Benildas at the time was over six weeks. So you can really get into a lot of stuff. Yeah. And we weren't really interested in doing one-off workshops in schools, even though demand for that is huge, because there's only a limited amount of stuff you can cover, and there's no real follow-up. Mm. So we'd be really busy, but we were kind of sceptical about the actual impact we would have. And also, like, over six weeks, you develop a relationship yeah. with students and they trust you more and presumably they open up more yes so you can do loads the more stuff you bring in actually obviously the more work you can do so 
we decided then we, we, we sat down and met, met a CEO from, from Olive Group, a multinational media company, and they explained who they are and what they did. This is an area I know nothing about, mm. like online courses, e-learning. I'm a complete novice with all this stuff. But they explained their expertise and we figured myself and Elaine and themselves that we could put together something which, because it's online, could reach everywhere. So that fo- solves the dilemma of how do we get to various different places? But also loads of research from Olive Group uh, and, and others that got into how young people learn mm. um, in, in little bite-sized chunks and the visual. And they're obviously very comfortable in the online world. Most of them consume information and media online at this stage. So we thought there's a little element of, and I do this, I suppose, in my own practice. When you're working with youngsters, you kind of meet them where they're at. Mm. Um, and you can understand their world and you step into it. And mm. that's how you connect. Mm. It's the same here. Mm. If they're all on learning stuff online, well, rather than leave them to go online to, to sites or sources which are... Questionable. Questionable. <laughs> use that word. <laughs> um, put something on there that's that's actually really sound and really useful um, and, and that's that's really fit for purpose. So we, 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 we put loads of effort into it. Just as we started, the pandemic hit. Mm. <laughs> so the last 18 months or so, we've been kind of beavering away at this, um, trying to think of all the different areas that you would cover. Um, and actually we realised that because of the online module, you, there's so much scope to get into loads of stuff. So yeah. some of it's about providing information um, and loads of it actually is bringing real life situations, bringing it to life. Yeah. And loads of the stuff actually is I'm just repeating dilemmas that I would have heard from youngsters in my practice. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that they had with the boyfriends or the girlfriends, situations they faced at home or in school or nights yeah. out, and they were at a loss as to what to do. Well, you showed me an example there, and the example that you showed me was um, a girl whose boyfriend was kind of pushing her to send him nudes, mm. and she was she knew that he had shared previous girlfriends' nudes with other other guys. And I feel like that's so common. Even just from the young people that I know in my life, um, I, I have experienced that as a supportive mm. family member or whatever person. Mm. Um, and yet I think that is a situation that people are coming up against all the time. That thing of like, well, you don't want to be the frigid person, air quotes, I hate that word. Um, you don't want to be the frigid person. You want to be cool. You want to do what your boyfriend wants you to do. But at the same time, you know that it's dangerous. Like these are the realities that we did not have to experience. And and imagine yourself being in the shoes of the 15, 16, 17 year old, whatever age this young person is and has a relationship dilemma like that. Yeah. Or, or, or others as well. Like there, there's other stuff that's going on that's concerning them. What you'd love for that young person is to have someone that they could speak to. Yeah. Um, someone with more life experience or someone who can offer a different perspective. Because yeah. t- teenagers can be very present and in the moment and they can struggle maybe to see the big, big picture, picture or yeah. can struggle. Remember this from your own days, I certainly do. Where you, where you struggle to link you know, like your, your current behaviour to long-term outcomes sure. or consequences. So this kind of a course, we, we, we put loads of scenarios out there so youngsters can look at it and get the kind of advice and, and, and get the little bit of guidance that could be really crucial. Often not just for them, but that they're loaded up with the information that they can provide to their peers because most teenagers will go to one another for guidance first. Yeah. You, you tell your best mate first before you tell your dad or before you tell your mum or your teacher. Yeah. So the more information we give young people, the greater their chances are of making informed decisions. And yeah. this is an area where you'd really love for them to make informed decisions. Now, there's also a bit of realism coming into this. There's nothing you can do that can stop every young person from like breaking their heart, getting their heart broken mm-hmm. or, or upsetting someone else or saying or doing something which is just really cringy and really 
lacking in cop on. That, that's just the nature of being yeah. an adolescent. But the, the whole thing behind this is just to give them as much guidance as possible. Yeah, because the thing is, we know we have a problem. Like, I know I saw statistics during the week about sexual harassment in teenagers and, like, it's astoundingly high. Uh, you know, we know that there is an issue around this. And, you know, I suppose it's people like you who are looking to create solutions. It's the solutions bit that I'm always really keen to talk about because th this is a pretty target-rich environment if you want to go looking for blame. Yeah. So we can blame, you know... Successive governments or national curriculums or go back to the church or we can blame our parents who are uncomfortable to talk about this. We can, we can, we can blame whoever we like, but that's not going to help any young person. Yeah. So kind of the challenge for us over the last few years or anyone who really works with young people, it's like you understand their l landscape, acknowledge the population you're working with. They're still developing in loads of reasons in, in loads of ways. They're still developing. So you come up with what would actually help? And what would actually support them? So we think this will. And how how do you get them on board? Like, how do you get them to, to use it? So we actually originally sat down and thought, this is going to be a resource for schools. Yeah. So we thought, well, we could set up something that schools could be rolled out in schools. And it. And then the more we did it, we're like, oh, this doesn't have to wait until a school is on board. Mm -hmm. Like a parent could go online now and get this. And the, the, the young person in their life, whether it's a son or daughter or whoever, um, would have access to this online platform now. And so it, it's available straight away. So we hope in time that there's rollout in schools because what that will enable is after each module is done on an individual basis by a student, like you can have group discussions, mm. you can have facilitated class discussions. So the example that you just called out there, mm. so a, a, a boy and a girl are in a relationship and one is applying pressure in a situation that the other one is a little bit uncomfortable but not sure what their options are. Imagine that conversation being brought to life by 25 boys and girls together. Yeah, so you so can, good. Yeah. So you can, you can hear the, the different perspectives, you can different views and the people who need their, their, their perspective enhanced a little bit or their uh, view to be widened a little bit. Their peers can do that for them. Mm. Um, so you can think of how rich a learning environment that will straight away become. Absolutely. So the, the individual stuff can be done and because it's, it's kind of self-paced so you can go back and you can watch the scenes as many times as you like. So mm. if you're doing it on your own, you, you, you avoid that thing that we saw a lot in the classroom where you know somebody wants to get you to slow down or they want to ask the question or ask, we'll explain that bit yeah. again. But because of the pressure of being in a class or around their peers, that there's reluctance there. So with this, you can spend as long as you like on any issue and go over it as many times as you like. And how, when would you like people to start using this like at what age would you like to see young people using it the the, the age range we had in our mind again and anyone who has children or works with young people know they all develop at slightly different rates at different paces not every 15 or 16 year old is, is exactly at the same pitch so a broad range is kind of senior cycle secondary schools yeah. up to kind of the first semester or so of college so you're yeah. talking transition year up to okay. ages of 18 or 19 so that's the that's the broad age range and what about I recently heard of a situation where and I know that this happens um, where parents decide that they want to be solely in control of their child's sexual education and they take them out of the sexual education class classes and schools and the like um, you know what would you say about that this is the kind of tricky area I think because and, and I genuinely believe this when I say this I don't think that my approach to this 
is going to work with every single parent and every single school. Mm. And you even think in most relationships mm. or most households, there's probably a split in decision among the adults on certain topics around parenting, on certain topics around what kind of behaviour is okay and not for their teens. So there's no way at all you're going to get unanimous agreement across an entire nation about how much or how little information you give to teenagers sure. at various times. You just won't. Yeah. So you kind of have to be really respectful of a parent's view on what's best for their child. Mm. Like, I, you know, I just think I, I'd be really reluctant to be sitting here now telling a parent they're wrong in anything they're doing. But yeah. my, my general approach to this is, like, a, a lot of parents, as much as they, they, they might not like to hear this, they're not going to be fully briefed on the realities of the world in which their teenager moves. Yeah. That's just the nature of teenage life is that you selectively start to step away from what you tell your parents. Yeah. You're meant to do that. That's your developmental task as a teenager. Already dreading that. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah, it's all ahead of you. I know. It, it, it's, I think just this, this is a way of just providing information and, and guidance and a phrase is often in our heads when we were writing this like it's better that a young person knows the rules of the road before they get behind the wheel of a car yeah just a really simple thing yeah just go, it, it's better that they that they know about safe sex mm. and, and how to go about keeping themselves and their partner safe mm. I, I just think that's better to have that information than not have it yeah and I think it's better that you might have a really lengthy detailed discussion critiquing the merits of the porn industry as your sex teacher because yeah. Unfortunately, the reality at the moment is the online porn industry is the sex teacher for loads and loads of young people in this country. And that's problematic. Yeah. So you kind of have to, got to get into that and discuss it. And as well around drinking, like in a non-judgmental way about drinking, people can drink as much or little as they like. But again, with teenagers, you have to help them tease out the consequences of being really drunk in certain scenarios. It changes things. The yeah. dynamic changes you, your partners, everyone is a little bit more vulnerable little less capacity to communicate with one another, way less capacity to realise the consequences of what they're about to do. So you give them all this information as yeah. well. I think information is a good thing um, with young people. So as you said at the start, there will be some parents who go, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't want any information going to my young person. They're not going to be sexually active till they're 21. They might yeah. wait till they're married. They'll only have one partner for their whole lives. And that's how we do it in this family. And that's a view that they may have. <laughs> That was so diplomatic. Like, I really didn't know how you were going to end that. Um, okay, <laughs> Richie, where can people find Share? Olivegroup.io forward slash Share. If you want info, you can email us at share at olivegroup.io. Thank you so much, Richie Sadler. Thank you so much again. And, and and honestly, just thank you for this work. And thank you to Elaine as well, because I think it's just absolutely crucial. And I, for one, am glad that I'll be able to give something like this to my sons when the time comes. So I hope you have a great one. Thanks a million, Louise. Louise McSherry on 2FM.